So this is Hafthor Julius Björsson and you're uh, listening to uh, Stark Raven Matt. Make sure you will listen to all of it or I will crush your hat like this. Covering the season finale, episode 10, entitled Mother's Mercy. Uh, I'm the host, Mike Marbeck, and uh, I'm going to say what I felt about this episode, and then I would like you to introduce yourselves and do the same thing. Uh, I thought that it was... I thought it was good. I was really hoping for a lot more, though. Uh, There was a lot of... Again, a lot of things that happened, but things that happened I felt so fast that I didn't have the emotional attachment to some other things. Like, you know, when you think about the, the Red Wedding, uh, when you think about Oberyn, uh, there was a lot of things that happened that I didn't quite have the emotional attachment to, save for the Cersei thing. Um, I think, uh, yeah, so that's my, 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 the gist of what I felt about the episode, was that it was really, really good, but also kind of left me wanting a, a hell of a lot more, but not necessarily in a great way. Uh, oh, hey, uh, my name's Rob. I'm back. Um, back. I thought that, I thought it was good, too. I think the reason it didn't have the impact of some previous, uh, even episodes of this season, was because so much happened exactly the way I thought it was going to, even uh, outside of the stuff that I would have already known by, um, you know, by being a book reader. Like, I knew that the Cersei thing was going to happen, and that happened, so it didn't have quite the uh, the impact that it would have had for somebody who you know didn't know that that was coming. But even stuff like um, like Ollie, you know, the the big the big moment at the end, like I, I kind of felt that they were really heavy handed with them setting that up. Like so, it didn't didn't surprise me. I think the thing that surprised me the most was. Um, was like Arya, I think that, I, I, but even that, like, that almost foreshadowed from the beginning of that scene, like, I knew that it was going to happen a minute before it happened, and that's when the episode started, so, um, good, it was good, it, it, it we didn't, we didn't learn anything, we didn't learn much new, I guess the Dothraki is the only kind of, like, what's, uh, you know, like, what's gonna happen with that next season, but, like, I didn't see any goddamn Greyjoys, and I just wanted to see some Greyjoys. <laughs> Uh, I'm Hunter. Uh, I enjoyed this episode. Uh, this season has sort of been dragging its feet, and this was an episode that I think came out of a season that was dragging its feet. Uh, it's very cliffhanger heavy. There's not a lot of resolution for anybody. I think at least half of the stories ended on big cliffhangers. People jumping off of a roof <laughs> someone getting blacked out before a, a sword swing connects uh, I don't think anyone got like a super definitive sort of moment in this episode uh, so excited for next season <laughs> yeah. I guess yeah yeah, yeah. Hey. Uh, hi I'm Whitney um, I really like the episode 
I wish it wasn't the last episode, though. Like, I feel like this would be a great, like, episode five that's like, yes, something is <laughs> happening. Like, if I have talked to anyone about Game of Thrones lately, it's just like, I, I take it back, but I've just bitched about how soft they've gotten, and I'm just like, so, I just wish it was earlier that this picked up in the season. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hi, I'm David. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, I agree with uh, everybody's sentiment. Um, the uh, you know the producers of the show have been talking about how they want the show to end in seven seasons, but they sure as hell uh, didn't do themselves any favors with this fifth season uh, because it was a lot of filler. And I, yeah, it, like Hunter s- said very succinctly, it felt like they were dragging their feet. It felt like they were really scared to make huge leaps beyond where the books are. Um, because they took about they took about sixty percent of a season's worth of content and stretched it into ten episodes. I think that's generous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hi, this is Frank. Um, I like this episode, but it makes me not like other past episodes from this season. If that makes any sense, mm-hmm. there were episodes like it reminds me a lot of like uh, this episode reminds me a lot of like the sixth season of Lost. Like, if you watch the sixth season of Lost standalone, that's a great season of TV. But it cancels out so many promises that were made by past seasons that first run-through, it didn't feel good. Yeah. Like, standing alone. But this one, because, like, there are other things that they, I felt they made a bunch of promises and then uh, reneged on those promises in this episode. Just through, like, oh, yeah, I'm in, in here. Or it's, like, a bunch of uh, characters that are like, oh, sh- should I do this thing? And then, like, at, when they first, like, are counted with it, you're like, oh, they're going to do this thing. And then the show's like, well, maybe not. And then they just do it. Like, they just do the thing. Like, since, you're, uh, since you're the last uh, on the panel here, uh, what, are, what are some of the promises that you're, you're talking about in particular? Oh, like, Brienne. Like, they've stuck Brienne of Tarth s- staring at that tower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that felt... <laughs> I got so mad. I, got, I visibly started yeah. groaning. Yeah. It, like, a British joke... Like, where she's like, oh, she's there the entire season. They stick her there. She's just sitting there. And then right at the last moment, she turns. Literally. Away. Yeah. It's Literally. like it's like in Romeo and Juliet when the goddamn messenger is, yeah. like, standing at the gate with the note saying, hey, I killed, I fake killed myself. Just meet me here at this yeah. time. And Romeo blasts out past the dude while he spins on his one leg. Uh, going back earlier in this season, before she was really camped out on that window... Um, or I, I, I camped out on that on that hill, looking at staring out that window. Uh, we kind of had a combined uh, thought, uh, me and you, Frank. Mm-hmm. You and I, we had a combined thought, uh, where she was going to attempt to save Sansa, have the opportunity. And, and if we go back into the SRM archives, I'm pretty sure the, the SRM exact, archives, yeah, SRM archives. Um, uh, the exact wording was that she's going to have the opportunity to save Sansa. And she's going to get distracted by by Stannis. Stannis. Yeah, uh, yeah. and I think that's pretty fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't like that it happened the way that it did, but I like that we called it. We did, yeah. <laughs> many many episodes ago. Yeah. Uh, what is is Brienne really just waiting for uh, for uh, Sansa to kind of give her the permission to come save her? Are you because saying Sansa? Sansa. Is it like Tony Sansa? Yes, <laughs> like Tony Sansa. <laughs> no, like she knows that Sansa's in trouble. She 
Is she just waiting for the world's brightest candle? That's really that's that's the friends in the north that she has. Well, I guess she tried, to, she tried to help her like in the bar, but she was like super awkward. Yeah, and shut down. So I think she was just like throwing so off her like, game and all nervous. Wait here like, forever. Yeah, just wait for the yes. But like more interesting, what's that? The ice cream truck. What's her end game? Yeah, say she sees that candle. <laughs> She's Stannis like, went up. Yeah. She rolls with up a her lot sleeve. of guys. <laughs> yeah. But she's one person. She has pod. What she's is one person. She's not just one person. She's a seven foot tall blonde weird woman in armor. <laughs> right. She's just gonna walk into Winterfell and be like, oh, I'm just a peddler. Well, and is she gonna know where to find Sansa? Like, yeah, in tower. tower. <laughs> she gotta go real quick though. But like, is she gonna stay there with the cat? I feel like I would light that and just like run and be like, oh, who sees it? All right, we're gonna we're gonna. Chop this off for he- right here, just because we're going to talk about it much more. Yeah. You don't have a um, sound sound effect for chop that off. I uh, hope not. Oh yeah, of course I do. Sorry. <laughs> that's not, not, not chopped off. Uh, uh, we're gonna we're gonna that right there, um, just because we're going to talk about it more. Yeah, um, yeah, of course. And I want to say that the podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Go to Audible Trial dot com slash Stark Raven Mad and uh, you can get a free audiobook. I've been listening to I have like one hour and thirty minutes left uh, of World of Ice and Fire. It's been fantastic. There's a lot of stuff that you get from that book that you don't even get from the other uh, what is it, five books oh, five that they're books. up to. Does Roy um, Dutrice write it? Yeah, Roy Dutrice it. reads it along with uh, somebody else. Um, it's uh, from the perspective of different maesters. Uh, it's really, really cool. A lot of background information, and it's allowed me to get some different theories that kind of align with some of the people that have read the other books, um, But which you can also get. So all the Game of Thrones books are on there, as well as uh, 150,000 other books. So go to audibletrial.com slash Mad, and you can do that for free. Whether you uh, decide to keep the service or not, you still get a free audiobook. I also want to mention that if you follow us uh, on Twitter, uh, on Instagram, you've seen some new graphics pop up. Or if you happen to visit MikeMarback.com, you've seen them as well. Um, we also got some new music. But the person that did the uh, graphics is here with us tonight. Uh, and that's Whitney Harris. That's me. Uh, thank you for doing those. Yeah, of course. Um <laughs> If people wanted to hire you to do anything, where might they go? Just light a candle. Yeah, yeah. light a candle, and I promise I'll be looking when you light it. Hey, Whitney, could I just have you over here for a second? Oh, yeah, shoot. Oh, what's going on? Let's put this candle in my window. Oh, there was something else I, I was guess no one's here to, to be do it. doing. Right. It doesn't matter. Where? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um... So, I have a really cool email address and a not-so-cool one. Uh, the really cool one, it's... When I was young, okay, it was when I was younger. My mom told me I should pick a professional email address, so I went with (laughs) the Whitney Harris, which is (laughs) T H E, and my name Whitney Harris at gmail dot com. Which now I'm realizing, eight years later, is not a professional email address. Uh, So you can email me at my other one, which is my jewelry business, which is Anethum Jewelry at gmail dot com, which is. A N E T H U M Jewelry. I hope you know how to spell that at gmail.com. Cool. If you don't know how to spell it, go to mikemarback.com. There's a post up there that has all the information in there, uh, as well as uh, easy click links Ooh. that will take you to these uh, aforementioned places she was talking about. Uh, the music was created by Fred Brown and uh, Drew Evans. Uh, it's the intro music that you've heard that uh, that follows uh, Hafter <laughs> Julius Bjornsson uh, about crushing heads, uh, who we we saw tonight. That was pretty awesome. 
Maybe. It was awesome. We, we, made kind we saw of, a tall person. We kind of saw him. <laughs> it has to be him, right? It's got to be him. He did not look healthy under no. that mask. Really? He looked, he looked, he looked like the stunt double to like get in that blue. mask. It looked like he was uh, a Koopa from the Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he looked a little blue. Did he have big metal shoes that they also used in the movie Face Off? So you met him. Was he true, really right? that big, or was that like? Were they sizing him up in that? He's six foot seven, I think, is what uh, or six foot nine. Um, okay, that's I, huge. It, it, yeah, but it's he's somewhere between six foot seven and six foot nine. And, and just to be clear, Mike is I, six foot five yeah, <laughs> and yeah. broad shouldered himself. No, no. I I am five foot seven, two hundred and sixty uh, pounds if yeah. he's an ounce. Uh, and I'm as tall as I am. The mountain, not Mike. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so he he he's he's very large. Um, I think by any person's height. A vantage point, I guess. Yeah. Um, if that makes any sense. Force. He's a big guy because he's not just very tall. He's also he's very wide. Uh, all right, we're gonna start with Marine, um, where we kind of pick up where we left off mm-hmm. uh, a bit. Uh, surprise, there's a bit, bit of a cut to of them being alive. Let's <laughs> say we don't leave. We don't. We don't start where we left off because they they just got more, out of more that or less. wacky situation. <laughs> more or less, they we cut to them being it. alive. And they just run to the throne and they're like, she'll come back here, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah right. She'll be here. Just keep looking at a watch that Meet me there. at the Ferris wheel. <laughs> at this four is our o'clock. emergency plan. Yeah. We all have one in place, or you should. Okay, no one, we get else, separated. no one has a family emergency plan? Yeah. No. You should have. I don't have a family. Well, oh, <laughs> David. We're, we're I'm the SRM family. I'm okay. sorry. You don't hear those commercials where they're like, have a plan. Because your phone's not going to work when an emergency happens. So no, my sitting, phone not working is the first emergency. <laughs> they're sitting on the uh, on the steps, yep. uh, inside steps. Um, <laughs> Those are for their album cover, <laughs> and not the stoop. <laughs> no, they're sitting on their inside steps. Use uh, your inside steps. <laughs> <laughs> and they're uh, Jora and Tyrion are kind of going at it, uh, arguing with each other um, about like, well. I was here the whole time. You just got here. Um, yeah, but I got sent away. Or you got sent away. Yeah, but that was your fault. Uh, so they were just kind of battling back and forth until, of all people, Dario steps in to play the peacekeeper. Yeah. Uh, uh, which I thought was a little odd. Yeah. Dario be the voice of reason in any situation. <laughs> and why did everyone listen to him? They're like, okay. Because he's so handsome. Yeah. Before that, even Tyrion, uh, you know... In case any watchers were missing the subtext of the romantic triangle, states very plainly, yeah, "You're in love with him, huh?" <laughs> or her, or her. <laughs> yeah. but, but not looking boy. at it. And anyone. he said it before too, so yeah. it wasn't even like. I feel like you can't give both of those lines of dialogue and have either of them have the same impact, like. You know, I just don't want to talk about Dario, guys. I'm sorry. I hate him so I much. I hate him oh, too. I hate his dumb guys, face. I like Dario. Yeah, I feel like I don't hate him as much. I like I'm Dario. on the Jora hate train now. I don't hate Jora. I don't hate anybody oh, in Marine. Such a sad Why do you sack? hate Jora? She's not into you anymore. Just take your grayscale and go. Um, he has no choice to take his grayscale. He has, his is a task holy. I feel, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm with you. If Jorah had a touch of brawn in him, he'd be having a nice life. Yeah, no, like, you just invented like a crazy product in Westeros. Touch of brawn. <laughs> touch of brawn. It's a beard cream. Yeah. He's just gotten so sad. I used to love Jorah, but I feel like he has just gotten so sad and like creepy stalkerish, like where he keeps coming back and being like, 
seriously, I love you. Well, it's a good thing that he did, because he lanced the dude in the heart, and I don't know. I don't know. I just... Uh, I think everyone in Marine is playing their role. On that point, uh, where were the rest of... Where was the rest of her army during this whole thing? The Unsullied? Yeah. They were all around the temple. Just hanging. <laughs> yeah. so they were like, they were <laughs> oh, at the inside steps. They were It's conceivable that like that's how they got out of that. Like that she had eighteen to twenty four on her personal. Like you know, hey, you guys are going to be within within spear throwing distance of yeah. uh, of of Danny. And then they're like, oh, blow the unsullied horn, get those other dudes <laughs> in here because Danny just flew off on a dragon and. Yeah. You know, and we're late for tea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was also, speaking of the Unsullied, a uh, very wounded Grey Worm comes in, uh, kind of almost Not as very if he... wounded. He had a bandage. Uh, wounded, a wounded Grey Worm walks in, uh, <laughs> walks into the bar, uh, and he just assumes a whole lot of things. Yeah. Like, like no time has passed that, <laughs> yeah. since he's been in bed. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And uh, they're just like, ooh, uh, that's not really the case anymore. A uh, a wounded gray worm walks into a bar. <laughs> Bartender says, "Hey, you know we got a we got a drink named after you." He says, "You're kidding me. What is it?" He says, uh, "It's anything you want with no rocks." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if. Uh... If I got anything more. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be hard to tell. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. A wounded wearer walks into a bar, <laughs> and the bartender says, oh, hey, we got a drink named after you. You know that? He's like, oh, what's it called? It's like, uh, I'm actually not sure what it's called, but you can't drink it. You just have to look at it from afar, admiring it. Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Dario sets up this the, the team that he and Jorah are going to go north looking for Sandy or uh, looking for uh, for Danny, mm-hmm. uh, and then Sandy, Grey Worm, and Tyrion are going to run Marine. Love it. Yeah. Uh, which ended with a very long, just stare down. <laughs> yeah. That kind of moment, which was really fun. I I feel like we're going to get like a next season. We're going to get a bunch of like West Wing, wing scenes where it's like West Wing, West Marine, West Marine. Uh, it's going to be like uh, Miss Sandy and Grey Worm like talking in a hall and then and, like back and forth, back and forth. And this is going to pan down and Tyrion's like wobbling along. Oh, she even says to him, she says, "If if the Unsullied leave, this town is going to collapse in the civil war." And I thought. Yeah, okay. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Leave Marine. I, yeah. I thought yeah. I was so close, Mike, to being out of Marine forever. <laughs> I thought the Marine storyline was wrapped up. It's going to be two seasons of David's oh. stupid West Wing show. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we need to stay Marine? I think this goes a little bit back to what uh, I think Whitney was saying. Um, Probably. Other people were saying. Everybody was saying. Uh, we'll just say everybody was saying. Uh, that this season has been the bridge between their source material and where they kind of have to make their own choices because they're running out of source material. Uh, And where they know this storyline is probably going to end up. Uh, So I think, and and we said this before, that season six will probably be better than season five just because they, they have learned the lesson, like, we just need to make choices... 
stick with them, not worry about the, 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 the treading of water, and, and, and just go. This uh, season's also been the bridge between me, like, living and dying for the show and me kind of, like, tolerating it week uh, to week. No, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still 100% on board with I'm the, 100% with the in with it, but I'm just like, uh, it's not, it doesn't have the same luster that it had I agree. this time I'm, last season. I like. I was like, okay, I'm gonna rewatch that like this whole season just to get caught up. And I put on episode one. I made it like ten minutes, and I was like, yeah. Had they given some of the ending moments that I think Hunter was saying, uh, rather than cutting in those almost uh, 1940s serial esque kind of things where it's a. Uh, Someone jumping, and then in the middle, it, it kind of changes scenes. <laughs> yeah, where it freeze uh, frames black and white. <laughs> yeah. Will they survive <laughs> this terrifying tumble? <laughs> Tune in next time to Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, Which Game of Thrones was canceled that <laughs> We never found out what happened. Uh, May they forever rest in perpetual free fall. Or it's like they finish it up with like scrolling text at the end. And in the end, it was, of course, Bran that got to sit on the Iron Throne. And everyone was happy. The end. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> Buy more cornflakes. Stay tuned, kitties. <laughs> yes. So had they ended some of those moments, I think I'd feel a little bit better about this season and this finale. If we saw Sansa, even if they, we saw Sansa and Theon land and then start kind of scooting off into the snow, uh, had we seen the sword meet the skin of mm-hmm. uh, yep. of Stannis, I think we'd feel a little bit better about that. So this season has just been a bit of a bridge uh, to next season, um, where um, I love the season, I love the show, but I'm already looking forward to uh, what's what's to come. Ugh. And we haven't even finished most of this uh, podcast. Podcast. It was good. We really really love the show. <laughs> uh, let's keep talking about it. Barris. Yeah. Barris sighting. That was a dope moment. Yeah, uh, and. Uh, I had said when when they kind of split that he will have been there the entire time. Was <laughs> this? I uh, was reading Cosmo yeah. on the veranda. <laughs> yeah. and like, which would be the most dramatic moment for me to go yeah. see? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that he will have uh, been there the entire time. Uh, it didn't quite happen the way we uh, we locked it. But oh, sorry, I thought you meant been the entire time at the brothel, just waiting for him. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I said that he, um, he was he that he would head to Marine anyway. He was he was going to go there, and he would probably even beat Tyrion Tyrion there. And it seems that that was the case. I'd like to imagine that he his plan, various plan in his head, was been like, you know what, I'll. I'll surprise Tyrion at the big uh, Coliseum games, and he's like, he's like, ready to and he's like, here, here's my time, and then it's like, Ooh, you know what? Nope, I'm gonna get him a little later. You know what? I'll even wear a mask. Oh, why is everyone else wearing masks? How embarrassing for all. That's why these were so cheap. I finally, I finally stepped up my disguise. We got all those masks from like not just a towel. Whatever the Westerosi uh, equivalent of Oriental trading is. Uh, yeah, so shipped. we have uh, we're going to have another podcast. We're going to try and keep this one a little bit shorter because we're doing one next week where we're going to talk about all these storylines. In totality. In totality with predictions and, and so forth. Uh, this is mostly recap with some thoughts about what, what has happened. So about this Marine storyline, uh, in this episode, any other thoughts? Can I ask a question? Yes, you can. Whitney. Uh, Jorah's disease. Grayscale. How, Moving like, 
How does that spread? Do you have to touch the actual disease scale? It's good. It's good. We've been we've been mulling over this for the past three episodes. They have not established in the show. They have established in the books, but not in the show. It's like what the what the uh, what the transfer in, is like in the book, the Lord of Ice and Fire. Uh, it seems to be that it's a very it's an extremely contagious disease. Mm-hmm. Uh, that children can survive if treated very early enough. Um, for uh, older people, it you can you can last years with it. Uh, that after a long time, it starts to uh, solidify your organs, uh, just like the outside of the skin. Um, but uh, so you'll eventually die from it. And you kind of go crazy mm-hmm. um, as a result. But you can live you can live a you can live a while with it. Uh, but as far as contagiousness goes, yeah, it's supposed to be touch. Yeah. Uh, and not even, like, at the point of infection, like, anywhere. They're, they in, they talk about, like, you need to wash utensils if people were... Well, because um, I don't know if you guys talked about this last episode, but, like, I feel like the camera angle was really intense on, like, when Jorah saved her and they held hands and ran away. And it was like, zoom up, hold hands. I was like, oh. Which could also just be that... Touching, like yeah. uh, un, you know, the literal and figurative touching moment. Um, uh, just the, them finally like connecting again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it could be on both things because they also did the same thing with uh, her and Sandy. Yeah, that's what I was like. Oh, um, are they just like spreading it down the line? Probably. I mean, it, it could be that uh, I don't know that Danny could then be immune to it, and then she passes it to yeah. Sandy? Yeah, like, are there any cases of uh, Targaryens with grayscale? Because is it, like, nicknamed dragon scale? Is that the, like, cute nickname for it? It does seem to be, like, related to dragons, or, like, Valeria, at least. I don't know. I don't know. know. Uh, Andrew Stanton, if you're listening, uh, to ring us up. Just my reason for bringing that up. That's my other Jorah hating moment. It's like, he's just being so selfish. Like, you know you have this bad disease. Like, stop spreading it around. Like, now you're just off traveling with this guy. You don't know what... You're just going to give it to him. Well, he seemed to be Good. pretty knowledgeable uh, as soon as he saw He's like, fucks. I mean, they, they were pretty clearly stone men. Um, but don't let them touch you. He seemed to be very clear on what some of those rules are. So I don't think that knowing what we know of him and how he feels about Danny, that he would just be like, hey, take my hand. Um, so... I just thought of something. What if he already had it? What, what the whole time? What if that was like? What if he had it when he was a kid or something? And this was like the, the scar of. So oh, that is just so it's like a red red herring. So it's like a red herring. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So then, uh, <laughs> Hunter, you disagree. <laughs> it would just be such a weird choice. <laughs> would it be any weirder than like? Oh, yeah. guess what? This entire this entire half of the show, we're gonna kill them all off with this mystery disease and have their storyline mean nothing because that's like uh, the alternative. I. I like that a lot. Yeah? I do. I, I do because um, it still lines up with what I had said before about that kind of coming out later on and him kind of going on a Valerian Steel fact-finding mission uh, to old Valeria. Um, so, and why he would know about some of those things a little bit more than some others. Um, that reminds me. That's like that episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm where um, Larry David buys a restaurant and his head chef is this real asshole and he wants to fire him but at the last minute he notices 
that he has what appears to be a concentration camp tattoo written across his arm. And they go the whole episode hemming and hawing about whether or not they should fire this guy because they think he's a survivor. And then it turns out that it was just his lottery numbers that he had written on his arm and he just like wipes them away in the last second and they're like... Bum, bum, bum. So if this show ends, and they're like, a, and they're like, uh, just the Jorah, right. didn't you have grayscale this entire time? And he's like, what? Oh, oh that's just Kate Sand. Dragon burns them all. Yeah. And then a White Walker eats them. I do. There is like this weird thing, like where like he's very confident that he's going to, um. Dario is very confident that he's going to track something that was flying through the air. He's like, have you ever tracked an animal before? Yeah, oh yeah, on land, because that's how you track animals. That's how you track animals. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever tracked a bird before? <laughs> yeah, I mean, on the on the Jorah, the Jorah <gasps> point... out there. I, um, I don't see. I, I do like that that thought. Uh, that he's he's had it the entire time, and he's looking like, oh shit... Glad I already had this because th- one of the things is that once you get it, you can't get it again. Yeah. Um, so, Frank, you just ruined that for me. If if <laughs> if Dario asks a single person, "Have you seen a dragon?" <laughs> I'm gonna walk out of the episode. Dario starts because doing he was like, he was like, Tyrion, what can you do besides talk? So if if Dario has to use his words to get this dragon's trail, I'm gonna be sick. Maybe, I, maybe I'll he'll see. draw. Uh, <laughs> draw yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you seen this dragon? It's just a crude drawing. It's, and it's got a, lifts it's up his sleeve and shows a tattoo of a dragon. It's a stick figure lady with long hair and yeah. boobs. Yeah. Oh my god, like, if it's hey. on his bicep, the flexing would be the wings flapping. Yeah. <laughs> right, it's got a, a speech bubble that says roar. Roar, yeah. Because <laughs> it's either one or the other. And either way, he's wrong about Tyrion. It's either that, that thing flies through the air and he has to answer on people, or people could be like, yeah, dummy, look at the path of fire leading directly that way. Yeah. <laughs> Just look at all for look for all the children's bones <laughs> scattered. I, I, I was a thought. I kept thinking in my head like when they went when they poked back to Danny, uh, like where she ended up. I just wanted to see like a Range Rover pull up. It's like oh my god, she flew to this Earth. Oh. <laughs> I did think that. Right? I also thought that I was like, welcome to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. She flew to the Lost Island, and then <laughs> Sawyer just comes out. What are you doing, pretty lady? Yeah. Well, she lands. We have to get to the hatch. She lands. Is it Dothrak? Where is she? Vase Dothrak. Vase Dothrak. Well, she's uh, somewhere where there's a cow. So it could be desert. anywhere on the Dothraki Sea. Dothraki Sea, that's what it's called. Which yeah. is farther east. Which is not a sea, right? It's, it's a, a sea of grass. grass. It's a, it's a yeah. sea of grass. Um, Walt she's in horse lord territory again. And yo, she dropped that wedding ring real quick, yeah. right off her finger. Go like ahead, a, Ma. Like, like she was going to the bar. Yeah. Is there? She should have swallowed it, though, in case she needed to hawk it. She could have yeah. moved it to another finger. Is there anybody... <laughs> From, it's true. Is there anybody from her original uh, Kalasar uh, that no. might have linked up with uh, anybody else? There, so that, that, anybody so that was prominent. No. no, 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 no. No, you go. Oh, so in the books, one of the um, one of the when she starts getting challenged after like after. Um, after Drogo dies, and she takes over as not Drogon. Oh, I was like, <laughs> no, 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 Cal Drogo. Cal Drogo. Okay, thank you, Cal Drogo. No, we are as caught up as we can be at this mm-hmm. point. Um, 
So I don't know anything that happens to the dragons. But as when Caldrogo dies, like some of her blood riders are like loyal to her, then some of them are like, yeah, we're gonna go and start our own Kalasar. And they do that. Um, so who knows? This could be like one of the dudes that you noticed from earlier. I would expect that to be the case. Probably. Probably. I just thought like it was just so weird. Like, it was just just like a big, yeah, big horse wagon circle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, just <laughs> a horse cane and then it starts going up in the air and I was like, yep. oh. Um, <laughs> and uh, she's trying to get Drogon to uh, to to get back up and <laughs> be things. So, so lazy. <laughs> He's so late. He's so lazy. He took so many spears, and so many people were hitting him. Yeah. And then and now he's just lazy as he heals. He, 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 ate, so many, he ate so many people. Did it's like, see? he just that, got finished Old Country Buffet. Yeah. He's just like, bitch, come on, I'm digesting. He's got, that, he's got that meat sweats. Yeah, I got the meat sweats. I'm flying. Oh my god, that was so like, yeah, like, you don't want to go to school, and your mom's like, you, the bus is gonna be here in eight minutes. Drogon pulled the covers back over his head. Yeah. We got a temperature. (laughs) Dragons can just die normally, right? You don't have to, like, a special weapon to kill a dragon. I don't know. Spears were getting Spears were doing a pretty good job. Right? Did did anybody, I don't know if you guys were here last week, but I was like, is this dragon gonna die right now? That's what I thought, and I was like, no, is there a special thing you have to kill a dragon? And I was like, Uh, well, I mean, we we talked about a bit last week where the, uh, with age, it's possible the the dragons (laughs) kind of get stronger. Uh, oh, the, their scales get stronger. Yeah, they die of old age, and that's it. <laughs> they, die of, uh, they die of ennui. <laughs> and, and other dragons, right? Other dragons can kill dragons. Other dragons, yeah. And it's kind of like you know how lobsters technically can't die; they just get too big to uh, feed themselves. Essentially, mm-hmm. like, well, no, no. So, like, so, like, lobsters can't die from aging. Um, they, this has been scientifically yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah they're true. practically immortal. Yeah, but I mean, um, so what happens is they grow too big. Um, to sustain their bodies, and then they die, which is essentially their version of aging. Oh well, in so, that case, fat people also cannot die. Just, <laughs> you know. No, um, well, that'd be true if like fat people just kept getting bigger until they <laughs> forever. Uh, but if like you kept feeding them, because um, they've been they have a lobster in a tank where they're just feeding it, and they just keep feeding it, and it's still living because like, just they feed it. They Do have you food. It? Oh, it's like 120. What? Yeah. Um, so I think dragons are like oh. that. But they get stronger. There's a lobster that's 120 years old? Hell yeah. Does it pick, He's like, World Cup winners? I, I don't <laughs> think it can even move at this point. I think it's uh, so big and tough and disgusting. You wouldn't want to eat it. I wouldn't. <laughs> I can see your face, Mike. Don't eat <laughs> no. it. It's yeah, probably not smart as an octopus. No. They don't um, get smarter either. Ice can probably kill it, right? Like, so there's probably, like... Like, the White Walkers and Dragons probably have, like, beefs where, like, they would be pretty, <laughs> pretty evenly matched. Is it just, a, like, a strong chill? Yeah, just a breeze. Yeah, a pneumonia. Dragons can die of pneumonia. Yeah, the, I the flying cool pneumonia. Blooded. They gotta like sun themselves, right? Hmm. Yeah. Actually, but I don't know because those two dragons are stuck in a cave and or dungeon. Later, anthropologists will find that. Uh, well, I guess not yet. Paleontologists will find that dragons actually had feathers. That yeah. we were wrong. That's a yeah, <laughs> and they move in herds. Uh, that's a that's an early lock for next season. I, I think we'll see Rhaegal and uh, Viserion. 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 Uh, we'll see them out and about next in season yeah. six. Just on the town. Yeah, sure. Just, you think, uh, see, I'm, I'm going to counter numbers. that. I feel like I wouldn't let those dragons out without their mom around. Well, I think that she's maybe gotta, they're going to try and get on them because they'll go find the mom. That would be a great. That would, <laughs> what if the, what if like so this is this is like Ferris Bueller. 
when they 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 take the car out of the garage, right? What if like what if what if Jora and uh, Jora and uh, Dario like they march off with their like actually first order businesses. D- Danny can ride a dragon. We can ride a dragon. <laughs> yeah. Let's go take those puppies out. <laughs> just like whip open the garage and they just get burned to death immediately. And Jorah's oh, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. He's a real. That is a real righteous dude. <laughs> you better mind your piss and choose, mister. <laughs> Remember who you're dealing with. Uh, first pillars. First pillars day off. Yes. All right, we're going to Dorn for real this time. Uh, yeah, Snorn. Yeah. Um, the writing, the writing, stay still. It, I feel like it's just like, uh, hey, uh, hey, D and D. Um, can I ask you a favor? Like, yeah, well, yeah my, what's up? What's up? My my kid's a big fan. Oh, cool! A big yeah, fan yeah. of the show. How how, um, how old is he? He's he's uh he's thirteen he years dude. old. Ugh. He's thirteen years old. Uh, he would love to completely write and direct an entire. Um, an entire arc line of the show. Could we? You know what? Yeah. That's uh. What? What? Uh, what's what's that, that? That that new Apple Watch you got on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a new Apple Watch. I'll tell you what. Swapsies. All right. Okay, great. So can we just give them Dorn because they like they like yeah, boobs oh, and yeah. yeah, yeah. Hold, and on, hold on, hold on. One second. Yo, yo, DB. Yeah. <laughs> DB. Yeah. Yo, uh, I'm gonna train, uh, I'm train the trained episode of the show, uh, Dorn for, uh, for Apple Watch. Is that cool? Yeah. Alright. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You're the best. You just made my son's day. <laughs> no problem. Cool. <laughs> so that's how it went down. That's how it went down. That's, how it went down. that's how it went down. Right. That's why Dorn is uh, what it is. So. What happened in Dorn? Uh, 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 an 18 year old girl called herself Bad Pussy. <laughs> oh. And bit his ear. And bit his ear. That's key. Yeah. Because it's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> did anybody else sexy. think anything other than Elaria was poisoning uh, Marcella? No. When she kissed her? Yeah. Do you know? I did not. I mean, Do you know what Marcella should have done? She should have gone. <laughs> <laughs> Probably would have saved her. <laughs> Oh, man. Spit that, still spit that poison out. <laughs> yeah. Do they only have one... Here, I'm full of questions. They only have one type of poison and one type of anti-poison? <laughs> this is their favorite. Yeah. <laughs> it's just their go-to. Well, I think with that... I, it must have been a different poison. <laughs> it was a different poison. It, yeah, it was a different poison, affected differently, and because uh, I don't think that Marcella's blood was like really rushing in that in that moment, the way that uh, Tyene had to get uh, Bron going. <laughs> So it had to be a different, different poison and a uh, different antidote. He'd be well. stoked if he found out who your dad was. But she said she kind of knew yeah, all true. along anyway. She just didn't have her banaka on her, which is all <laughs> she needed to save her life. Yeah. And then you see Ilaria, uh on the on the dock, just kind of blood dripping down, and she gets her little tiny vial. And uh, I did forget about that. I was more surprised with that, which is, like, stupid. But I was like, oh, yeah, of course she's, like, not just, like, Killing herself for this. Yeah, of course I she had she was an antidote. Yeah, it would have been. Like, it would have nice. hit a much more. It would have honestly like made me care about something in that because like I don't I haven't seen Marcella enough to care. The show she has... doesn't fit in anywhere. She's not important. It's she's important to Jamie though. Yeah. Yes. She's important to one character. She's not globally important. And seriously, but if a, but if a character is important to me, 
then mm-hmm. a character that's important to them is important to me. Sure, but I'm talking about like John maybe died tonight, right? Like that is globally important to this show. Like we could have never met Marcella and just been like, yep, she's hanging out in Dorne and probably been a better show for it because then Dorne wouldn't have had to happen and it was the worst part of this whole season. But we did but we did meet Marcella and we did go to Dorne and yeah. we did see what she meant to Jamie, so I'll take it as a like not everything has to be a big political moment. Again, it can be a big personal moment. Sure, sure. Is she dead? Yes. I almost wish she would have died before she said like she knew. Like do you think as she was dying he would have been like, But I'm your dad? Oh. I think uh I think she's dead. Yeah. And what I was gonna say is that I think this show has kind of ruined things a little bit for me. Because, going to what Winnie had said before, that it feels as if, regardless of what the source material is, based on things that have happened, it feels like things have gotten a little soft. Anytime they pull out that antidote, it's like, it kills me a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, as far as the, the story goes. Uh, because when, when Bronn goes, that would have been a really big loss. And maybe I'm just a, um, a, a glutton for punishment. Um, I would have hated that moment, but I would have understood it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have uh, gotten over it. Uh, and with this uh, uh, Marcella moment, again, I'm not that attached to her, but I expect that to be the case. I expect her to be dead. But on the other side, uh, Alaria, that would have been to me. That would have been so much more powerful that she's willing to start this rebellion possibly lead to a war to do this and die in the process not just like you know here we're going to start this we're going to shoot a gun and then we're going to throw in the throw in the river kind of thing maybe this is a great example of like like uh the writers maybe the biggest problem with with this season is the writers not having a respect for the audience because now the more i think about it the whole Braun thing was literally just to prime us with Oh, there is a poison that exists, and there is an antidote that exists. Yeah. And I didn't think about that as foreshadowing. I thought that was just a wasted opportunity, but it was the most blatant foreshadowing possible. So I think maybe that took a lot of the punch out of that death for us all, because we'd already seen it happen. Like Our brains were already primed for X plus Y equals Z. Yeah. I just feel like it's another... Op- like It's like, well, we have to kill a young girl in this show oh, yeah. for the purpose of... I guess because we got to go to war with Dorne. Like now that, and now that uh, Elena, Alaria, now that Alaria uh, isn't dead, you definitely have to go to war, or else, or else Dorne's going to have a big decision to make, like deliver Alaria and maybe prevent war. I don't think that delivering Alaria prevents war. I mean, so I guess the question is: Is this? Are we like? Are, is everybody going to interpret this as Marcella was poisoned, or are they going to treat this like an act of God? In Dorne, known for their poisons, probably. <laughs> yeah. And when everyone was like, "That was a long kiss, right? That was a long kiss." Are we all in agreement? That Too was long. She really sealed the deal on that. You also have a guy on the boat who, like Jamie, could be like, "Yeah, she died. Like she was talking to me." She, that. Her she nose started, started bleeding. And Brad's like, like, "That happened." Brad's like, "Oh, this thing! Oh my God! What was it?" It was bad pussy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Uh, yeah, I mean, you also got to think, and we'll talk more about this next week. But what does that war look like? Uh, I mean, Dorne, I, I would think right now could destroy 
the the Lannisters with with anything, even as the as the as the kingdom. Uh, I mean, you, you have Peter Baelish, of course, and you have the Knights of the Vale that can can come up and do things. Um, but the Sparrows, and we'll get to those in a little bit. But they're they're they've kind of taken a lot of the wind out of uh, any tonight's episode. I feel like the Boltons, yeah, are like oh, oh holy yeah. shit, that was quite a quite a show of power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a lot of that was another lot of build up for. Design. They also got oh. a lot of help by yeah. some really uh, a, a series of unfortunate events. <laughs> Uh, on oh, on Stannis' part. Stannis was like, ugh, yeah, again. my daughter for nothing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. Uh, anything else with the... Dornishman? Yeah, I mean, Lannis, uh, Jamie gives um, uh, Marcella the, the Lannister version of the talk. Yeah. I did think which is, we that may be your dad. I did think we were going to get a uh, Luke and Leia yeah. uh, Empire moment there. She's like, no, don't worry, Uncle. I know. Oh, like that would have that would have ruined me, but no. I'm really glad. Yeah, when she went up, I was like, "Does Jamie have a boner? What's going on?" <laughs> yeah, because like this show, I mean, incest with brother and sister is one thing, but like even just like a a a, a romantic misunderstanding between a daughter and her father that she doesn't know is her father. I'm just like, nope, later, I'm good. Well, think about how like sometimes like. In, like, movies, like, dads will, like, say to their, like, daughters, like, if the mom's passed, they'll be like, you know, you look, you, you, you look just like your mom. And how weird that would have been to have had Jamie say that. <laughs> this is, I like, not to belabor this point, but we were also two minutes out of somebody calling themselves bad pussy. <laughs> yes, maybe it was... Fuck. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Well, that is that has got to go down. That is the... Worst line ever of the millennium. <laughs> yeah, that was the worst. Yeah. Well, you were looking for better euphemisms, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, but it's better than a classic. Coop, yeah, Coupe de Ville. <laughs> yeah, the Coupe de Ville of I thought you said Coupe de Ville. <laughs> I was like, that's a pretty good one. The Coupe de Ville. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a weird thing. Any, anything else on this? Mm-mm. Before we head to to Borvos? No. Um, Bravos was great. You yeah. think it? You think it earned back uh, Bravos? Uh, tonight's episode, uh, I was thrilled with everything that happened to Bravos. Okay, everything. Uh, yeah. Oh boy. Okay. I mean, no, not the not what led up to needing the thing that that was really tough to watch. Was... All right, so just to get it all out. So uh, we are open on uh, Sir Trent, and uh, he's. Uh, Tightening. Tightening. Tightening a cane in his hand, and he has this like moment of realization face, and you're thinking like, oh, he suddenly has triggered who Arya is. Incorrect. Uh, instead, it's, uh, which this episode does a lot, four minutes of torture porn, yeah. uh, which are really uncomfortable. Like, yeah, underage torture under, porn. Un- underage torture porn, and all I kept thinking was, there are people watching this right now that are getting like free people like they are like genuinely excited and this is like upsetting it was insanely brutal and it really finishes like the trifecta of uh, this season yeah this season of violence against women getting progressively younger Uh, so that's fun except for the one uh, that doesn't react blonde blonde and you instantly know the the show acts like it's a surprise but she doesn't react and you're like oh Arya's there 
That's cool. Do you think the guy was prepping her? Like, did, can he see the future? Did he know that was going to happen? And that's why he was, like, beating her for the lies the whole time? Wait. Whoa. Uh-huh. You know the guy. He's been, yeah. Uh, Jenkins? Jenkins has. Like, he's uh, always been hitting her. Do you think that was just prepping for this moment? Probably not. I don't not, think but so. I'm just I think that's like, another moment of them planting things so that we understand it later on. But it's a weird coincidence, right? That she's been being prepped, being. Hit, hit with a rod and like being able to like take it oh weird coincidence or the showrunners yeah. just <laughs> love beating women <laughs> true Simon's well, interrupt yeah. I was just no yeah and uh, so uh, Sheila so he uh, he tells the other one the other girls to leave and they look thankfully and we all feel thankful uh, and uh, here's the problem it's like yeah awesome so she transforms her face she's Arya Stabs him in the eyes, Ooh. gags him, stabs him a bunch in the heart, and the show's says, "See, this was okay. What we just showed you, this was okay." Because yeah. we immediately balanced the scales. Yeah, and it was gross. I mean, sure, he got him, and and uh, we all wanted it. So and that made so now it's like all sorts of philosophical questions about voyeurism, and like he got exactly what I wanted him to get. Oh, but at what cost? Yeah, at what yeah. cost? I just don't... I don't think they need to do that for Marin Trant. Everyone already hates Marin Trant. You don't need to have him beat underage girls for yeah. three minutes and by the way, we already to saw establish he's this. a bad man. Yeah. He did this to Sansa. Like, we already hate him. Yeah, like, you could literally have done that scene just, like, him, you know, uh, escorting his next young girl in, and she's not Arya, and da 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 aren't you a pretty one, or whatever. And then, boom, face face gone, stabby, stab, stab, everyone's happy. And you don't have to watch four minutes of, yeah. like, of like uh, the, what's that dude that spray-painted? Uh, Banksy. No. Uh, no, the, the dude. The dude that, no, the dude that got, like, arrested in um, Singapore. And Should we? Michael Fahey. Oh, Michael, oh. No. Kane? Yeah. Is that Michael Fahey? I think it's his name, yeah. Okay. That guy. Deep, deep cut. Deep cut. But, like, this is a show that literally, at the beginning of every episode this season, has, like, rung a cowbell and gone, ding 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 Hey, fuckers, remember this? Remember this? Remember this? Oh, no reason we're bringing it up. Remember this? And then they do opening credits. So they couldn't have just, like, snuck into the opening credits, like... The, like, the terrible things that Marin Trent did in season one and just let it, and then be like, okay, we remember our justification Ugh. for killing this guy. I, they I, seem to be dying for time, right? I kind of hope that they don't do that anymore. Uh, that they don't, I want them to stop showing previously ons, and I want them to, you know, leave that for the DVD, for the people that, that you know, tune in every other week or something. Um... And, and don't write in the exposition that we should have already figured out. We're in an age of television where that doesn't need to happen. You don't need to do that. People can catch up in a day in an, of an entire series before the next series begins. You don't need, we, like, like you've been saying, we don't need to see Marin Trent be a piece of shit for two weeks in a row when we've seen him be a piece of shit for three seasons previously. Imagine if every episode of Frasier began with them being like, Frasier used to be a doctor in Boston. He was married to this woman. Like, and they just explained everything. And then it was like 15 minutes later, they finally, this is his brother Niles, who's married to the, you know. It's like the theme song to The Nanny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it just became The Nanny. <laughs> oh. 
Um... <laughs> Yeah, I, I just... Trent was a soldier in the old King's Garden. <laughs> Till he started beating women really hard. <laughs> bam, bam. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just wish they wouldn't do that because as someone so who gross. remembers all of these all of these things at this point, it then ruins things that are going to happen yeah. within the show. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I hate it. One of the other things that came from this uh, set of... Uh, you know, scenes here uh, in in Bravos was that we see that there's an actual face yeah. that they take off and put on. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only that, but you can kind of just peel them away, yeah. like, oh, you like mean it wasn't like swiping pop? left and right on a fucking uh, app. Yeah, yeah, but all <laughs> in the body changes each time. Yeah. Yeah. Tin- Tinder face. <laughs> So weird though, her sneaking the face back in. Like she's just had this face, like <laughs> her little change purse. I know it was like it, she, it, she snuck. She, it was like it was like she had the bottle of gray goose that she filled with hose water and <laughs> just sneaking it back, back in. <laughs> she snuck into a place that she literally couldn't sneak into for months. Yeah, that she wanted to sneak into, yeah. and now she's like nobody saw. Could she just lost the face, like? There's not like a face inventory. Maybe there is. That's a good. That's a great point. Like, do you think they would have been like? (laughs) Yeah, Dad's like, I marked this bottle (laughs) where the face was. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. uh, uh, Jaken comes in smoking a pipe. Aria, have you have you noticed my uh, my twelve year old girl vintage uh, (laughs) vintage uh, vintage? uh, I believe it's the the Riverlands. Have you been in the face cabinet? Have you been in the face cabinet? (laughs) Face cabinet, Aria. I'm missing. I'm missing. I'm missing a very nice. A very nice strawberry blonde. I won't be mad forward. if you just tell the truth. Yeah. Why? Well, I, no, no, I don't know what happens. If it bubble comes out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the real faces—that's weird. Yeah. It's real weird. I would have. I would have preferred that it was magic. Yeah. I, it's it's still magic. magic. Well, it's. I could see a face. Practical, yeah, but it, practical it's practical magic. <laughs> face like it's a tissue box. And, and the bottle was changing each box. time. I mean, it started out as Jake, and by the end, it was a little girl Aria. Right. And then she went blonde. And then she went blind. Yeah, right. We, we are living that? by the face off rules. Yeah. All the right. Face off. All right. The movie face off? Um, yeah. yeah. I was very easily sweet. I did uh, think Aria was going to die for a quick second. Yeah. And I was like, that would have been crazy. If she had died, though, it would have been something like she would have woken up somewhere else, like, oh, next lesson. Dying and returning to another place. You know? uh, so respawning. True. Yeah, Jaken. Jaken drinks the poison. He dies. Uh, <clears throat> then it's then it's him. Uh, and then it's the the you know the face app. Um, and then what happened to Arya? She went blind. She, she, blind. she was she was wearing a face without being nobody, and that has consequences from the god or from Jack and Nagar. Is Who it, knows? Is it malfunctioning? The yeah, maybe it's a computer <laughs> virus. <laughs> what would it have been? I, I just, I really wanted to see Cereal Pharrell in that tissue yeah, box of faces she pulled yeah. through. That would have been real cool. Uh, I think it was moment. Corinne. Uh, we were watching the episode. She had said that that would have been a great opportunity for them to just throw in a bunch of characters we haven't seen that they have no intention of using. Like Blackfish, dead. Cereal, dead. Hound, dead. Like yeah. Just yeah. Swipe, 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 swipe. Gendry. Yeah. And you gotta cut. Dead. You gotta Benji, start. Dead. You gotta cut those checks. True. You know? <laughs> yeah. Talking about Empire, though, man, what a stealing of a thing of her seeing her own face. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> right in Endor, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, what? no, in no, the, in, the, in, the, in the cave. In the cave, he's like... When he pulls off Darth Vader's helmet and sees himself... He not killed. Endor, uh... Dagobah. 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 Uh, yeah. yeah, I was thinking of the same thing. Wrong uh, planet. 
Uh, all right, so let's, uh, if there's nothing else on that, let's go to Winterfell. Winterfell. Right? Yes, Winterfell. Uh, so Melisandre uh, wakes up Stannis with the weather. Weather report that uh, that the sun is shining and and hey, snow well, is welcome to the weather report. Uh, wow, Melisandre, we'll, uh, you're gonna smell some uh, burnt girl in the yeah. air today. <laughs> dun, 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 I got you, babe. This is what happened in your neighborhood. Oh, that way this morning in Winterfell. <laughs> Phil. So did that pick up right where like Man. did they burn her yesterday and then they woke up? Yeah. To like. Sunshine. Yeah. Yes. Lollipops. Um, and then, I guess, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I did it. She's like, it's great. It's great. It's going to be great. Let's go. And you will win the way you said. And then he shoulder checks her oh, yeah. like Bro. that softball video. That one girl who's the catcher. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. It's dope. Messed up. <laughs> she did it again. She did it again. She did it again. <laughs> Same guy who same guy it. who needs the uh, previously ons. You did it again. So everything's not going well. The way, although the sun is shining, uh, the, it's pretty dark times uh, for Mister Stannis. Uh, half the men have deserted, and they've taken all the uh, many of the horses. Celise, uh, they find hanging uh, in the forest. Uh, she hung herself. Um, <clears throat> So each turn that he took, somebody had bad news for him. Um, but they play that so well. Like he's like, "Oh, you have something to tell me? Couldn't be any worse." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. Another another awful TV oh. show trope. Cut her down. She's like, "The men have already left. It's not like this day can get worse." <laughs> and then the ice cream falls on his shoe. <laughs> he was so perfect. He was just like, "Ugh, cut her down." Yeah. <laughs> You're right. uh, we're going. We're I going can't anyway. They- I can't believe they took that death from me. I wanted her to die so bad since the moment I've met her, and then they took it and they made it like sort of sympathetic. Boo, boo, boo! You can't even give me that. You can't. Would you have had her die? Oh, exploding! (laughs) (laughs) Spontaneous combustion. But just like lower half, so then she bleeds out. Get the king C four. We would have. Uh, she ate too many laxatives, oh, and no. then she holds her nose and just explodes. <laughs> All right, let's let, let me go through the rest of these beats uh, because then we can we can chat about some of this other stuff because I have some some thoughts. Uh, so. They're they're all walking up to Winterfell, uh, like walking because they, many of them don't have horses. Uh, like walking. I don't a think lot any of them had horses. No, I think all the horses. All the horses. Were gone. Oh, all, all the, horses the horses are gone. Are gone. So they're all just like, just footing it. Uh, Sansa, <laughs> she uses the corkscrew to get uh, out to escape. Um, she probably should have hung on to that. I'm saying huge mistake yeah. that she dropped that. Yeah. That, if you've played Metal Gear Solid, you do not <laughs> drop. Yeah. When you're going stealth mode, you do not just drop like. A knife, yeah. Podrick sees Stannis. Um, they're watching the window, watching the window, watching the window. He goes, tells Brienne uh, that Stannis is there. She's watching the window, watching the window. Stops watching the window. The brightest candle that the In North the has ever that the North has ever seen. <laughs> the bright that's the brightest fire that the North has ever seen right there. That was like that, that one dude flame. in Mall Rats who's watching the the um, the magic eye for the entire thing. What a gimmick! What a, I mean, the, the, Ethan Solpe. Why do I know his name? Because yeah. he's in a lot of stuff. Don't know. He had a great career. He was in Remember the Titans too. Yeah. 
There was a sequel. My name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, American history. That's when X. the team breaks up again. <laughs> like, uh, literally, a, a man could have come out and said, "Now, all for all you college professors out there trying to teach dramatic irony, start the DVD here. Yeah. Dramatic irony here. She's about to turn away, and the light's gonna go on that she's been waiting for. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we see that. Uh, men, we see. The visual, just just the visual, we kind of know how this is probably going to play out, of Stannis' men who half are gone, they don't have any horses, their spirits are dead, uh, just get surrounded by all the, the Bolton, the Bolton um, armies. Um, then we cut to uh, Stannis is live, uh, finds himself against uh, being attacked by a couple guys, kills them. Uh, then, of course, footsteps. Brienne arrives and says that she goes through the whole preamble. She gives her Inigo Montoya. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah oh my pretty God. much. The whole time she was talking, I was like, she's going to die. Yeah. She's going to fuck like, herself. The whole time right. she's talking, I'm like, just kill him. Because like, the whole time she's talking, I was waiting for someone else just to like stab her yeah. and like, shoot her with a bow and arrow. Bear. Bow and arrow. There we go. Bow and arrow. That's exactly <laughs> what I want from this show. Even though I love Brienne and I oh. don't want to see her die... That's the kind of moment that I, I kind of would hate and love to hate mm-hmm. from this show. That, yeah, she's finally going to get her moment, and then in that moment, whoever it is uh, just comes up, whether it's Ramsey, because he wants the kill, I don't know, but something. Um, of course, right now we don't know, because uh, tune in, you know, two years from now, when we put out another serial. Yeah. Also, like, I know we some of us like Renly Baratheon. But Renly Baratheon died four seasons ago. Yeah. I like there have been so many deaths. Why do I? Care? About the, that's the other brightest candle, the one she's holding for Renly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> insane. Like, yeah, like oh, who cares? Uh, she goes through her uh, big speech and then just says, "He just says, uh, just do your yeah. just yeah. do yeah. it, uh, just do it." And then she hits him with the broadside of her sword, and he's not dead. Yeah, um, Sansa and Theon. Um, jump right after he tosses Miranda uh, off the, and that was a brutal death Ooh, that was brutal head popped like a zit yeah, yeah. Um, so Sansa and Theon do the uh, they jump <coughs> jump over the waterfall from a from a higher distance they, yeah. They, yeah. yeah but into snow mm. uh, but it's been warm right <laughs> Yeah, it was warm enough to unfreeze Stannis' army, yeah. but it's not warm enough to uh, melt the snow around Winterfell. Well, maybe it's warm enough to melt it enough that it's not hard snow that their body's going to snap on. Maybe. Either way, they're not dead. There's not nobody's. nobody's I'll, I'll take it, but that would be funny if they were. <laughs> yeah, the next the season just opens up with their bloody body. Like also, Reed's a, <laughs> Reek's a moron. Like. He's not like like maybe he was once kind. And actually, no, he wasn't. Theon wasn't smart. No, Theon no. was a cocky idiot. So like, I would love for him to be like, yeah, this will work. <laughs> this will work. No, what? He probably thought he was just throwing Miranda onto some hay. I threw her onto that brown pillow on the ground. Well, now we're jumping onto a white pillow. <laughs> Is that Titanic where he's always like? Do you trust me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or yeah, yeah. Aladdin. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Um, Do you trust me? What if everyone in the show who we are speculating are not dead? Are dead? Like, what if what if Jon Snow is Funzo Dunzo? Then oh, no. make the show ten more minutes and show me their show, show me their deaths. Show me uh, their no, deaths. I, I okay. I guess this is probably more of a question for next week. But I'm literally talking like 
Let's put on the cap of everyone is dead. Like Jon Snow is dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sansa's dead. Sansa, Sansa and Theon are both dead from that fall. Um, Stannis is dead. Stannis is dead. Like what? What are the stakes Drogon now? Is dead. Yeah. What are the stakes? And they just put new characters in. And we, yeah. And we There's... watch it because we're stupid animals. <laughs> Hello. That's when they pull out the other storylines that have just like not been existing. They're like, okay. Maybe we get the goddamn Greyjoys and I'm cool with all of that. Yeah. Who, who cares? Like, then let the White Walkers win. Yeah. Like, there has to be a character from the beginning. I know even if the the choice, the point is like, oh, there is no happy ending to this. There has to be at least one through line character who sees a White Walker at the end and the White Walker stabs him and then says, <laughs> I'm the king. I'm the <laughs> yeah, I'm rooting for I'm rooting for the Knights King now. I think. All right, so we're gonna go to King's Landing, uh, where it's basically all about Cersei. Mm-hmm. Uh, she appears before the High Sparrow uh, to confess her sins. Uh, she confesses to uh, getting with Lancel but does not confess to anything with, with Jamie or anything else, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and she all she wants to see, all she wants to do is see Tommen mm-hmm. uh, and says, is there anything I could do? And he's like, well, we'll give you like, just, just a taste of the, of the mother's mercy. Uh, we'll allow you, allow you to return to the Red Keep after your uh, atonement. Uh, and it's a walk of atonement. Um, and... She is scrubbed, uh, her hair gets cut, uh, and then she's just kind of sent on her way into a, a mob of people through, uh, where was it? Flea Bottom. Flea Bottom. Who, uh, yeah. That was the worst, that was another, yeah. the worst thing. And then in the middle of a, ter- like, this was one of the things that I knew was coming, so it, I was like, okay, this is kind of done pretty much exactly like in the book. But then, like, we got, we got dudes waving their wangs at her, and they're like, get out of here. Yay. Hey, get out of here, you scamp. I'm just going to push you away with... And then the one woman comes approach and just billy club right to the eyeball. Like, yeah. what That's is brutal. going on with this show and women, man? Like, it's... It's like the thesis statement of the show, like, in a nutshell, right? To have... It's, it ten, sucks to be a yeah. woman in Westeros. And ten minutes... 10 minutes of a naked woman and hearing shame. Like, like that's like, they Pavlov dogged us in yeah. that scene, right? 10 minutes of just ding 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 Shame. Shame. <laughs> shame. <laughs> I probably feel shame every time I hear a bell. Yeah. You're a fucking genius, Greg. That's good. <laughs> Wait, did... You know what they should have used instead of a bell, though? What's that? <laughs> shame. Shame. <laughs> Uh, I will. It was a rough scene, but I'll give it to Cersei for like. She stayed strong the whole time. She did. For the most part, like, well, granted, if my body looks like that, I'd be like, whatever. Yeah. I'll walk in front of all these people, but yeah. like, she kept face. Well, I think about why she would do that, and it. It was just to see Tommen. You know? I mean, her, her other son's dead. Uh, to get back to the, the Red Keep, uh, get back. To, out just out of that cell for a little while, uh, and back into what her I guess her old life was. Uh, but I think after through all this, it's, it probably really is just seeing her boy. I was getting jacked up though because I was watching that, and all I was thinking was that line from The Wire where uh, where like what is it? It's like oh, the Mark's covenant coming? ends. No, 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 no. When uh, when Marla goes, 
the price of the bricks going up and just like walks out of the meeting and it's I'm just thinking like Cersei is about to make a lot of people's lives miserable. Oh yeah. And I can't wait. Yeah. Like yeah. I yeah. am all aboard the Cersei train. Oh yeah. 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 I mean that's uh, the how quickly they they've handled Cersei's transition so fucking well. Uh, whereas some of the others, I think, have just been a little fumbled. Um, because I, from the moment, I, I couldn't wait to see her get broken. And how quickly I've come to want to see her get her revenge. Like, look at all the bad shit she's done. And I'm thinking, like, I can't wait to see her take out well, High Sparrow, set sick, you know, zombie mountain on him. It's like any time the Westboro Baptist Church does something dumb. Right, it's all over the internet, and people are like, "What a bunch!" Like, this is the Westboro Baptist Church doing like we want them to get theirs, you know? And uh, yeah, I'm I'm all aboard for Cersei Train for season season six. Just I could care less if we uh, I couldn't care less if we didn't see Tom in the entire next season. <laughs> like, just show me Cersei, Sir Pounce, and Sir Robert Strong, or whatever they're going to call him in the show. They called him Sir Robert Strong. Did they tonight? Yep. So what Sir, was that? Uh, Zombie Mountain. Zombie Mountain. Oh, okay. And he does have a head. Yeah, he's got a Koopa head. Yeah, uh, newest <laughs> member of the King's Guard, uh, <laughs> oh, Blueface. Wait, does he not have a head in the books? He's got like a big helmet that you can't see anything through. It's implied because they sent his in the books. They sent his skull to Dorn. Dorn. As like a repayment for like, hey, we killed him. So right? does he have the dwarf head? <laughs> in, in the books? In the books? Uh, no, that doesn't in, come out. In the books, there's like this weird... Someone keeps seeing a thing where a helmet comes off and it's full of black blood. Yeah. yeah it's it's someone's prophecy. Who knows in the if book, he's got a In the book, it's, it's slightly hinted at that like he's headless. Like he's an animated headless thing. Um, which is kind of dope. Another, this is another great example. Very cool that he shows up, but another great example of like a nonsense promise that the show made. Like, what a perfect encapsulation of this season that episode one we see Frankenstein Malin kind of move, then it never shows up again. And then they do exactly what you hated. They spoil and they say, "Guess what? You're gonna see." Hey, remember that? Remember that? Who I was, sure did. Who was the guy that made him? Kyburn. Oh, Maester he needed to like wrap her up and then let her go. That was too creepy. Like, yeah, very creepy. Oh, he held on too long. Yeah, I brought you a blanket and a large man in gold <laughs> in a gold apron. Nice. Well, Playing it smart. She played it smart, catching her. <laughs> she still has a, a trial coming up, apparently. Yeah. Um, She'll never see a courtroom. No. I hope not. She'll never see a bargain. Yeah, this will never. Um, but if she does, then Zombie Mountain would probably be the clear choice to trial by combat, to trial by combat that yeah. thing. Um, but, Can you do it again? But um, she walks in through the, through the, what is it, the, the, the doors, front the front door, the, through the front door, um, through the drawbridge. Uh, 
Kevin's there, Kyburn's there, uh, Picel is there. Every gross briefly. old man is just like, oh, hey, naked shit covered Cersei. They yeah. made such a weird zoom in on Picel's eyebrows. Like, he raised them very slowly and then put them back down very slowly. He almost said hot cha 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 cha. Yeah. His, uh, his eyes always went boom, boom, boom. <laughs> like an old um, wolf in a cartoon. Yeah, yeah. And it's probably because Julian Glover, like, died three years ago and the producers are very happy with themselves that they've marionetted him to the point where he can raise his eyebrows weaken at Bernie's him and bring him back down to the end Uh, so I mean I was hoping that with the come uh, with with Sir uh, what's his name Uh, Kevin Lannister Mm -hmm. arriving back in King's Landing that a lot of this shit with the sparrows would start to be kind of just put down because the fact that they've I, I I've hated their all season. Um, I mean, I love the storyline, but I just hate them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want to see. I just want to see them squashed. Uh, and I was hoping Kevin. He doesn't carry that kind of weight. He's no. a, he's not com- yet. He's competent, but he doesn't carry that kind of weight. But that I mean, that's got to happen next season. Uh, the Sparrows are still going to be around. That's got to happen next season, where either he gets help. Uh, maybe we finally see finally see um, uh, what's his face, see, the Knights of the Vale. Uh, some of the some of the knights of High Garden come up uh, and just clean house. We need to clean that clean that yeah. place out. But Kevin is a less capable Stannis to t- to uh, Tywin Lannister's Robert Baratheon, right? Like, well, I mean that, that that is all over the place. So because Kevin is I'm, to Stannis as Tywin is to Robert Baratheon. They're no, both like no, no, that's all over the place because. Stannis is the more competent of the two Baratheons. Yeah, but Robert Baratheon got shit done. Stannis is militarily competent, but in the end is so stoic and so just like right down the middle that he's incapable of doing what he's trying to do. Robert Baratheon was just like, let me just go in there with my fucking battle hammer and just start swinging at people. Robert Baratheon was lucky. Yeah, Robert And he had good friends. Stannis couldn't amount friends. Tywin had people to follow him. Kevin's just like, I'll do this if I need to, but I am not here to like lead men. And I'm agreeing with you. Like Kevin, Kevin is not going to be the dude to rally the troops and get the faith militant out of there. No. He's going to do his best, but like Stannis, who is doing his best because he has to. That's the whole point of Stannis' characters. He's doing this because he has to take the throne. It's not his choice. He doesn't want it. Want has nothing to do with it. He, he's taking it because it is his by right, and therefore that is the most important thing to him. He doesn't want that throne. He'd ha- be happy to stay in Dragonstone and just chill. But, like, Kevin is not going to be the guy to save anything. It's going to be, oh, I don't know, Jamie with Sir Robert Strong. It's going to be a pissed off Cersei. Yeah, yeah exactly. Cersei yeah. is way more capable than Kevin. <laughs> Speaking of which, um, Cersei has one thing to look forward to, because she is the inaugural member and player coach on <laughs> Tough Squad. <laughs> Tough Squad. This is uh, this is the uh, this is the first installment of Tough Squad where we uh, where we talk about some of the best looking women on the show. Oh, and uh, congratulations, Cersei. You're an oldie but a goodie. <laughs> well, <laughs> squad, your your coach, player coach. She looked just like her uh, when they were cutting her hair. Uh, if anybody saw the new movie, the new movie, the Dread, new Dread 3D. She looked just like Dread. 
her her character in Dread. Yeah. It was dope. Good movie. See it. So we look on Audible.com. We, we look forward to you leading the team to many victories <laughs> yeah. in the future. Uh, well, Star again, we'll, we'll talk about we'll talk <laughs> about this more next week. Um, but <laughs> if Stannis survives this season, what the hell is is going through his head? Melisandre, like he, he burned his daughter. His wife hung herself. He lost the war. The woman who was leading him through all of this deserted him. What? I don't think Stannis is alive. I know people are thought like we didn't see him die, but why would she not kill him? Because what did he say right before she swung? Just get it over with, or do he said, "Do your duty." Right, so like whatever that means to her, <laughs> there's a lot of people who have owed her duty. So she's like, maybe that's when she's like, Kevin or Sansa, you know, like <laughs> let me run back and the next season just opens and, up with uh, her running back up to the hill. And I think the candle. I think she knocked him out, threw him over her shoulder, and now she's got uh, now she's got a bargaining chip, right? Now she's got some kind of something she can wave around and say, I've got more than just. A Valerian steel sword wouldn't, and a and a squire with a big tick. Wouldn't this be amazing if so? Sansa's scampering away from Winterfell, and Brienne comes trudging up the steps. Knock, knock, knock. I've got Stannis Baratheon. I'll give him to you if you give me Sansa. And they're like, Uh, yeah, cool. Will you come sit in this room for a second, and then just like lock the door. <laughs> She's like, Ugh. <laughs> 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 oh. Um, I think if. This would be a fun, uh, like, kind of redemption project. We've seen a lot of characters get redeemed. I mean, I know we say we can't see Stannis get redeemed after what he's done, but what if he, what if he spends like the next two seasons, like, uh, just like sacrificing himself for others, and then, and then dies? That's what I would expect. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't see, I can't see him being so on board with the Lord of Light at this point. Um, <laughs> and and it seems as if, uh, like we talked about previously in the podcast, that, and I think I even mentioned it as late as last week, that it seems as if she, that Stannis, Melisandre was using Stannis as a means to an end. Uh, that end being getting to Jon Snow. But she was with him. Yeah, that was the end. Well, but I'm saying she was with him and then she left him and then went back to him. Uh... Yeah. So. So what? <laughs> when she when she closes her eyes, when she closes her eyes, when she's like, "Oh God, I fucked up." Do you think that's because by those guys leaving, it means that uh, Stannis Baratheon is not the one true king? Like, or uh, something shifted, and and because things were working out, so maybe he was the one true king and like lost that right somehow. I don't know. I don't know how kingships work. Something like where like she was correct in it because things weren't working out and then something changed. Like so, I guess it depends on like what like there's there's always talk of like a kinslayer is cursed, you yeah. know. So he pretty much slayed the closest kin he possibly could. But he had already done that when he killed Renly. And he was more more cursed. You got know? double like, cursed. Double 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 cursed. <laughs> could survive one, but that second I, curse I think is too strong. Yeah, and I think for for Melisandre, uh, I think she just read the writing on the wall. She was like, "I don't think this guy's really, you know, 
the Lord of Light, I'm gonna go up to Winterfell and yeah. find who it really is. I can't because I think John's Lord of Light. Yeah. I can't believe I talked him into burning his daughter. <laughs> yeah. She was like, I threw that out there. Just like, <laughs> just like, I, had, I, had, I had it up for buy it now for $800. I never thought anybody would actually purchase it. <laughs> or did she see in the flyer that, like, John was in trouble? And she's like, I gotta go. Yeah, she was like, ooh, that crow. Ugh. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll re- rewatch some things and there's going to be like one quick cutaway of her looking into a flame and her eyebrow raises you know something mm-hmm. you know. well she's looking at dripping dripping icicles she's reading them yeah reading that ice ah the icicle readings it tells me it's warmer it was interesting because this was an episode that was full of uh, religious leaders making missteps right like so she like makes that major misstep and then she like bolts so if Stannis does come together like or Davos is still there uh, in, in Norfolk. Uh, but, and also, like, this is the first misstep that the High Sparrow has made uh, sending uh, sending Cersei back, right? Like, that's, like, the first mistake that he's made. Instead of keeping her, he's like, oh, I've broken you. You can go back to the Red Keep. And that, like, clearly is, like, the end of him. Like, clearly that's his first misstep. Yeah, so, I yeah. hope so. Religion, religion be screwing up. Yeah. One more question for the show. So they're saying everyone took off with the horses, and that's why Stannis all his men marched in. They left. They left with all the horses except one, which she, she got died. on. Mm, like lucky break for her. Yeah, well, no, I, I imagine that she walked. Uh, she walked like ten blocks north of the camp, and just like uh, stuck her ankle out in the road, and just so passed the horse was <laughs> like in, a mo- in, in every movie, there's like a spot right in front of the bank in Midtown Manhattan you can park your Lamborghini at. Yeah, just throw the keys to somebody. Yeah, yeah there's always a horse in Westeros for Melisandre. Yeah. All right, we're gonna move on uh, to plugs. Uh, so we'll start with the right because uh, that's what I do. Uh, what do you got, Rob? Um, my team, outside voices, most. Almost all Saturday nights, I think five out of every six Saturday nights at Philly Improv Theater, either at the nine o'clock or the ten thirty block. Um, monthly show, Too Late with Rob and Joe, a late night variety comedy show, like in the style of The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon or Conan. Um, so check that out. Uh, there's Facebook pages for all that. Uh, other than that, if you live in Chicago and you want to hang out I'll be in you for five weeks I'll be in Chicago I'll be in the city of Chicago for five weeks uh, for the IO summer intensive so hit me up at brotherly Rob on Twitter and we can hang out and I can watch you drink while I don't (laughs) Hunter uh, you can catch me doing improv every Saturday at the Philly Improv Theater with Big Baby Uh, you can listen to me do a podcast with Frank David uh, Caitlin Weigel and Jamie Glasheen called RUD2F. Uh, you can listen to us slowly hate The Bachelorette more and more with each passing week. Uh, and on Twitter, I'm just my name, Hunter Steffes, S T E F F E S. Cool. She did it again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my name's Whitney. Uh, I have a group called Hoffman that we're at Philly and Prop Theater every, pretty much every Saturday. Or 
if you like some jewelry, you can come and uh, check me out. I'll be at on the 27th, I believe that's a Saturday. I'll be in New York for the Renegade Craft Fair. Or you can check me out at anethamjewelry.com. Um, I don't have any Game of Thrones or jewelry up there, but if you want to make something, get at me. You got to make that Sansa, Sansa necklace. Yeah. You want a Sansa necklace? You want a little poison necklace with not real poison antidote? <laughs> I can make that for you. Ooh. Send me a message. David? Um, yeah, uh, follow me at uh, Philly D Way. That's Philly D E E Way on Twitter. Um, you can check out my improv group, The Future. It's mine, it belongs to me. <laughs> um, Honestly, our next our next show is actually in New York. It's going to be uh, at uh, the Del Close Marathon. Uh, we're going to be at the uh, Theater for the New City, Johnson, uh, which is right in um, East Village. Um, so if you're in New York, any SRM fans in New York, uh, come check us out. We're at uh, we're at the Theater for the New City, Johnson, at uh, 8 p.m. on Saturday, or something like that. So give us a, give us a look. Uh, other than that, I do a podcast with Hunter, Frank, Caitlin Wagle, and Jamie Glashina, as Hunter said. Blah, 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 blah. Cool. Uh, so uh, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at, uh, at Home Run Farrell. Uh, I don't tweet a lot, but follow me, and I'll, I'll tweet more. Um, well, guys, there's a real, like, uh, blind stone thrower's chance that you'll see one of us at the Philly Improv Theater on Saturday. <laughs> so I'll, uh, <laughs> at any given time. So I'm uh, um, mostly every Saturday uh, with Big Baby. Uh, once a month with study hall. Um, Big Baby also will be at uh, DCM. I think we'll all be at yeah, DCM we'll at different DCM. points, so come check us out in New York. Uh, Friday nights I've got uh, Wild Card with Something Simple with Alex and Frank at Fit. And I have a Triple Double uh, at Figment every other Friday. And uh, oh, uh, keep on the lookout. Uh, there's not a date confirmed yet, but uh, sometime in uh, July or August there'll be a, a one-time uh, renewal of the uh, sketch shows Just Dance and House of Solitude presents Together Forever. And I'm in that, and they were very cool. So uh, keep on the lookout for that if you're in Philly during those times. Cool. And for me, Mike Marbach, you can go to mikemarbach.com. Uh, still working on the uh, on the look and feel of the joint, and things are looking and feeling pretty good. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at Mike Marbach. Um, I do the SRM podcast tweets through most of the week. David handles the uh, tweets for the live tweeting. Uh, as far as shows go, he already mentioned the future. Uh, Frank already mentioned study hall. Uh, and I don't have anything live scheduled just yet. Uh, so that'll, that'll do it. So why don't we move on to the Night's Watch. Uh, where John is telling Sam all about Hard Home. Um, Sam says that he... he Sam likes- says, speaking of hard things. I've <laughs> 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 so been sitting on that one for a while. <laughs> That's what she said. Uh, <laughs> Sam, Sam would like to go to Old Town. Uh, to train at the Citadel to become a maester, uh, which I, I think is nice. Uh, we talked about it a little bit on the podcast uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I think that would be... I think that makes sense. Uh, it gets him south, as Maester Amon had requested, as far south as possible. Um, and uh, so then he can come back. To a, a apparently a dead Jon Snow. Mm-hmm. Oh God! Yeah. Where is Old Town? 
Uh, it's in the same region as uh, High Garden. It's further west, west. I guess. Southwest. On the coast. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, and uh, I love that whole. Oh, sorry. Sorry, good. Just how John's like. You know, they're gonna make you swear off women there too. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. I can try. Like, he's got Sam. a taste of it. He likes okay. it. Sam. <laughs> I've tried. But I've slayed a white walker. I can't even finish it. Sam. You know what's funny? The whole time that he was saying Sam, I pictured there must be someone else like talking to Gilly going, Gilly. Gilly. What? Sorry. Sorry. Uh... Sarah. I so th- this is a jump, because um, this is this was a very this was Sam's idea to go to Old Town, which I think makes much more sense because in the in the in the book, this is brought to Sam. It's like, hey, this is what you're doing, and he's very reluctant. And I'm like, I never understood why he'd be reluctant. Like, he doesn't want to. Well, why would he want to be? Who in the know, book tells him he should go? John. John sends him there because he's like, yo. Maester Amon's getting real old and he wants to go back to Old Town so you need to take him there and train. Yeah, so this makes he, sense. You know, I like this. Yeah, I like this. Uh, I like the the, the the thoughts and feelings behind it. Um, make a lot more sense. But the the moment of him and John parting was, was kind of sad. Yeah. You know? Kind of kind of tugged. Real kinda, sad. Kind of tugged at the strings a little bit. Frank? Tipped the hand a little bit too, I think. Right? Like, I, I I was surprised at what we're going to talk about later, but like kind of was too fond of farewell. Kind of like they like looked at each other just like a little too long, like a little a little too much foreshadowing of. Oh, uh, another piece of that I thought was going to be that super foreshadowing is um, is uh. Well, what about what about Valerian Steel? Can't we just get some more of that? There's not enough of that. And now Sam's off to be a maester. Hmm, where he's going to be at the Citadel, where there's nothing but books and knowledge and stuff like that. And it's like, I guarantee you that they use that conversation in a future. Remember this happened? Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to be, and then it's going to be, during the episode, Sam's going to be like, this can't be what I think it is. And it's going to be him reading some book and yeah. something out. And it's going to be in old Valeria, and it's going to be in an old castle dungeon where there's the, the old armory of Valerian steel swords, and the only person that has grayscale that they know with the sword-wielding capability is Sir Jorah Mormont. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he has to go and load up load up the wagons load with up. some Valerian steel. Load him up. Uh, so Melisandre and Davos arrive at the wall. Uh, yeah. And uh, she's just like she just like waltzes in. Yeah, it's like it's like once you've like you you get to a point with your parents where like they just stop trying, and you you roll into the house and like you've been gone for three days, stinking like booze, and just go and you just look at them and you say I'm going to bed. Yeah, and, yeah. They, and they just say nothing, and then you just keep walking and you slink. Up. There was like I was I was waiting for uh, what's his face finger boy to like hey. What? What the? F- I beg your pardon. You Why are you here? You can't stay here. 
I wonder if I like because that's like a great like psychological thing. Like I wonder, David, if I wonder if I showed up at your house, I was like, huh, don't even ask me about my day, and just very confidently started like eating your food. Yeah. And just made yourself like a yeah. room and went to bed in it. I'm going to bed. Oh, yeah, it would work. Oh, for like enough enough time before you're like, wait, right? You you do not live here. You know, I, I, I honestly I would I would wait until you woke up and then I'd be like, all right, what's up, friend? <laughs> Yeah. But I've let you get that now. And, and it's kind of like what that was, because he was, uh, Davos was like, uh, uh, the princess. And she's like, eh, dead. Uh, Stannis, eh, dead. Uh, and she, she she more or less just is like, ugh, e, And then just scoots on, scoots on by. Uh, and he's just kind of looking across like, wait, what just happened? Yeah. I thought that was really good eye acting. Because I don't know if I've always been in love with her as an actress on the show. I thought she really conveyed that really yeah. well. I thought that was like a... a a powerful scene. Good job. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we'll, we'll just blow through the rest of this so we can chat about it. Uh, John's looking over old scrolls. Um, somebody <laughs> sh- shows up uh, and says that there's a wildling that has confessed more or less to uh, recognizing that um, his Your uncle Benjamin is alive. Ollie, right? Ollie. It, yeah. Showed uh, up and told him, "Hey, there's a wildling outside." Is alive. Um, uh, and <sighs> it's it's clearly anything? a setup. Um, they, I they, believe for a second when they said Benjamin, I was just so excited they said the name yeah, right. Benjamin that I was like, and then I was like, oh, oh, yeah. like uh, it's a group. He goes into the goes into the group and it's a just a, a sign post that says like a crucifix. On it. <laughs> it totally was a yeah. and it was crucifix. the whole scene was yeah. very reminiscent of the assassination of Julius Caesar. Yeah, uh, yeah, just like this people in robes by the one coward. by one stabbing. Yeah, it was uh, first the stab, Alistair Thorne. I don't like what they did with him through this season. It just seemed really inconsistent. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it may be very inconsistent, very consistent through the books, but it was too quickly changing uh, yeah. to me. You're um, like, is this on a? Is he on a redemption arc? Is yeah. he on a? Yeah. And if you're gonna do that, like honestly, if you're gonna do that, why not do it before he lets all the wildlings into your place? Like, if you're going yeah. to, if you're gonna, uh, nobody's going to be like, well, I wonder. I wonder who killed Jon Snow. I wonder who did that. Because yeah, now... Now they've got the wildlings in there. Like, yeah. they have all the things they don't want. They yeah. could have just left them all out there and not had Jon Snow or the wildlings. Yeah. But now they've got the wildlings and they don't have Jon Snow. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, the wildlings probably, <sighs> even in their smaller numbers, outnumber the Night's Watch. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, By... So, What's that like? A hundred men, probably at the wall. So they five thousand have all of those wildlings there. Uh, They kill Jon Snow. Don't think he's dead. We'll get to that in a moment. Um, And so they're all they're all free. Tormund uh, is still still running around. You got a fucking giant there. Yeah. Uh, You have all these people that just went through the fucking shit with Jon Snow, and once word reaches them. It is not going to go well. Yeah, for the night. Crow or not, uh, yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, Crow or not, it is not going to go well for them. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying like they might (laughs) have. They were they were saying for the night's watch, but like they might might as well have been to to ensure that the night's watch will not continue. Like there were five thousand murdered, you know, five thousand pissed off uh, free folk who you just killed their dude that they were just kind of warming to, and Tormund's going to be like, 
yo, that was my homie. Yeah. Like, I'm, <laughs> yo, 1-1. One, one. Wow. Just start swinging fists. Yeah. Uh, so if this was a means to an end, and you and I had kind of texted back and forth about this a bit, um, having Melisandre there mm-hmm. uh, could likely mean that at the start of next season, Jon Snow is brought back. She hasn't brought anybody back that I know of just yet, but we know that the Lord of Light, if she is in fact part of that, which I'm still not sure, that, like I still think that she's kind of a false prophet on the negative side of things, um, but or either that or maybe Thoros, Thoros pops in. She definitely has magic. That's proven because Shadow she Baby. She birthed like a, yeah, Shadow Baby. Shadow Baby. Yeah, and she has she has blood magic, and the pro- like it's not just John dead. At the end, it's John dead, and then like Tons of blood. very much like, oh look, this is blood. Oh, do you know this is blood? This is blood. And this she loves King's blood, doesn't she? So that's just like gold mine. I, I just want to say this real fast. I, I half expected and really wanted to see his eyes go blue. I thought they were gonna go blue too. Um, I am colorblind. Were his irises changing color at all? No. I couldn't tell if anything was happening there. No, I thought he was gonna whisper a word. But he did not. Ooh, what if they don't kill him and he comes back as a? It would be a white. Like, like yeah, like a like a but a but still acting as himself. Ooh, a sleeper agent. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. But he he has he's, he he's has alive. His, uh... I thought he was going to come back as like a White Walker and just like take his revenge on them. And then the White Walkers would be the good guys, and I would be right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, of all the times. Of all the times for Ghost to not be a Deus Ex Machina, that was the time to yeah, really. Yeah, where is Ghost? Yeah, Justice Wolf. Yeah, as Caitlin called him, he's yeah. sleeping. I thought that's what he was going to whisper. Ghost. I thought he was going to whisper Ghost and then Warg. Yeah. I thought we were going to see some Warging, but I guess the other Stark brothers got that kind of unlock. No, I think he, I think she's going to Thoros Amirim. I think. Even if she's on the eviler side of the Lord of Light spectrum, I think she's still got the same magic. Uh, you know, that's what that's what I think's gonna happen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Ollie. the way it could happen, I mean, we'll talk about this more next week. Is a little mini war between the Wildlings and the Night's Watch, mm-hmm. um, with John coming in at the end of whatever episode that is. You know, standing above, uh, looking down on everything, um, and everybody just kind of stopping and turning around, like, what? <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, any other thoughts on this on this episode or that just, particular storyline? Uh, just that it, you know, the thing about if he's it, it, to me, I, I I feel like he can't be dead just because. Just because the show and the books, um, more than anything, seem to have been just like aching for a reason to get somebody who is as starky as Jon Snow. And by, and by Stark, I mean like he will not break his Night's Watch vows. They seem to be desperate and fans seem to be desperate for him to go do shit in other places besides the wall, even though the wall is where it's all going on. Um, and this seems like a way that he can be absolved of leaving the wall without people being like, oh, I thought I thought he was, like, you know, made of the same stuff as Ned Stark. So why is he breaking an oath? 
Yeah, it's over. Wait, are you saying that him dying and bringing Bot back absolves him of his Night's Watch oath? It will not end until my death. Well, either 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 it absolves him of his oath, or it gives him such a compelling reason to get the f out of there that we can finally see him in some new place. I mean, everybody else gets to go to new places except for him and Cersei and Danny and Danny. Well, yeah, even Danny moves around. She's, she's, she's around. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, if that's the case, first stop Winterfell. Oh sure. Well, if he comes back to life, you're not going to want to hang around all those people who just killed you, right? No. No, they're all be. That's what I'm saying. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I totally agree with that. You're not going to be like, "Hey guys, I'm back." Mm. All right. Round we'll uh, we'll talk a lot more about this uh, in next week's podcast. I think you're um, in denial, though. I want to go to David with uh, sweet tweets and our contest winner. Of course. Um, yeah. First, let, hold on. Let me just cue up the uh, the jingle here. There we go. <laughs> brr, brr, brr. Sweet tweets. That the, the the audio quality on that is so oh good. it's so sharp yeah I mean uh, we'll, like uh, we we went into a studio and uh, and we did it in a soundproof room soundproof room um, <laughs> so we got a couple a uh, couple uh, sweet tweets here um, first one uh, this is in reference to uh, Daenerys uh, when uh, the, when the um, when all the Dothraki came up on her this one go- shout out to EXO Seattle Slim for this one who said I'd be like I'm the Khaleesi, call Drago's wife, rest his soul. And then uh, Cookie Targaryen comes in with the alley-oop. And God rest his beautiful, pretty, horse-sized D. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for those and for that. Uh, we also, uh, then we, uh, moving on to uh, Cersei's trial, Rodimus Prime tweets, Trial? How are they going to prove her kid's not Robert's? Maury coming to town? <laughs> Shouts to Rodimus Prime for that one. <laughs> and uh, then, in uh, reference to uh, Brienne of Tarth, we have uh, brr, 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 we have at Black Rob who tweets as thus: "Hello, my name is Brienne of Tarth. You killed the gay dude I was in love with. <laughs> Prepare to die." <laughs> uh, Black Rob, Rodimus Prime, and Exo Seattle Slim. Congratulations, you had some brr, 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 sweet tweets. <laughs> Uh, and our <laughs> wait 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 <clears throat> brr, brr, brr. sweet tweet special uh, sweet tweet special uh, we have found a winner for um, for our well it's not really our June contest because it was only two episodes uh, it's still June it's our June contest uh, the uh, parameters of the contest were tweet us a question and you will be randomly selected to win a set of Game of Thrones. Cups, tumblers, mugs. Uh, you can pick between tumblers or mugs. You pick the house. Our winner is at Becca Leap. Uh, yeah. Congratulations, yeah, at congratulations, Becca. Becca. Um, we uh, we will tweet at you, but uh, if you hear this and uh, you haven't responded, tweet us a place to send the dumb things. And otherwise, we will go back to the spreadsheet. By the way. How we do this is we take all the tweets, we put them on a spreadsheet, and we assign them in numbers. Then we randomly select a number and tweet at that person. So, for all those people who are like, what's your system? It's sound. Um, <laughs> so, Becca, uh, tweet you have until next week to tweet at us, and, and then we'll give it to somebody else. Do you mean DM? If you're- yeah, send it, yeah, slide into our DMs. 
All right. Uh, we'll do contests like this throughout the, the off-season as well. Uh, we've been slacking on the reviews, so if you listen to this, uh, please go to iTunes and rate and review the podcast, uh, if you, especially if you like what you're hearing. If not... Uh, go fuck yourself. Yeah, no. Uh, Jesus. Give no? us another shot. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, because you probably... I'm like Stannis. Probably I'm just like, if you're a traitor, good. you're out. Uh, yeah, just give us another give us another shot. Um, go to uh, iTunes and uh, rate review us, please. Uh, and also email us at SRM Podcast. We're going to do some special episodes, and uh, we're going to do uh, wherever they gone wrong, uh, where we're going to talk about uh, different characters and what we feel led to their ultimate demise. Uh, possible some what if episodes. Uh, what if this or that happened, and how that might affect the storylines. Um, uh, spin-off episodes, uh, characters that you would want to see have a spin-off series of some kind, um, be it sitcom or one-hour drama. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff uh, that we will be doing, and even though we've said this in previous seasons, we're actually going to do it. We're going to start with next week's uh, season recap. We're also going to do uh, at least one live show. Uh, so let's go around with uh, to wrap this one up with some winners and losers. Uh, my winner is um, Arya. Because she had the coolest scene in the show. And my loser is. Um, yeah, my loser is, uh, is Sir Robert Strong. Because, like. Just let him die. <laughs> and the person you're calling Sir Robert Strong is the mountain? The mountain, yes. Okay. They, called him they will too. call him Sir Robert What's Strong that? now. They called him Sir Robert Strong. Uh, Kyburn introduced him as that. But it's not the mountain? It no, awesome. it's just a new name for him because they can't. Be, he can't be like, guess what? I brought the uh, mountain back. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right, I got you. Um, I don't springboard. My winner would be Kyburn then, because he made a Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty impressive, no matter who you are. Yeah. Uh, this should get my chains back. Uh, and I think my loser is Stannis because he lost everything. Everything. Yeah. Wow. Jesus. Ooh. That, that was going to be my loser, too. I don't know if you can beat that loser of Stannis. Like, rough day. You die. Your wife dies. Your army defeat, like, leaves you. Like, it's a rough day. Um, and my winner, though she didn't seem like one, I think Cersei was my winner. Uh, girl held it together. She did her... Did what she needed to do to get out of her situation, and I feel like that just fueled her fire, and she is gonna be out for vengeance next season. Mm-hmm. Like she made it, she sucked it up, she looked great. Yeah, she's my winner. She can pull off a pixie, David. Um. Sorry, yeah. I, there was a sweet tweet that I missed. I'll leave it. <laughs> my winner is uh, my my winner is Tyrion because his boy showed up. Actually, I guess my winner is Varys because Varys just is is Teflon. He just shows up and it's it just and it's just like like I feel like he just sits some, in a corner somewhere and just like writes pithy comments and then when the time is right, just slides in looking immaculate. Who's shaving his head like? He's looking good. And it's just like, you know, ah, Marie's nice. I'll do this thing with you, Tyrion. Uh, so, yeah. Um, you're having fun. Also, uh, 
we got a special shout to Braun um, because he's the other side of the loser, actually. Uh, the loser is Tyeen Sand for that awful <laughs> cop. I mean, the, really, the loser is the actress who had to, that poor 19-year-old girl who was reading her script and and was like probably probably going over lines with like her friend or something like that and was just like, you need bad pussy? <laughs> and And was like, I need this job. <laughs> I have to say this. <laughs> Oh, Christ. Yeah, so Tyene Sand is our loser, and by proxy, the actress who played her, and by proxy, the writer who said, here's a good line. How many, a lot of proxy. How many times do you think George Miller, like, had to argue with people where he's like, oh, well, why don't, why don't we have Charlize Theron just uh, say bad pussy more? They're like, no, George, it's okay. Trust us, you're making an okay movie. Yeah. It has a strong women. You don't need him to say that they're bad pussy. Yeah. They, they don't need that. It's totally okay. <laughs> Uh, my uh, winner is going to be uh, Christian Motifs because mm-hmm. this occurred to me like two minutes ago, and I'm really excited about it. So, in terms of the Passion of the Christ, if you if you lay that on, you have uh, a betrayal by a kiss, you have a scourging of those girls, uh, then you have uh, Cersei uh, basically walk through doing her uh, the the Stations of the Cross. Mm-hmm. She's walking walking through the same way. She even stumbles and falls, yeah. and then gets back up. Yeah. And then you have uh, what guy woke up to a crucifixion. And it, it, I think it happens in that order. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, way, way to go. Way so to now go. we just need a resurrection? We just need a resurrection, oh. then. Yeah, we'll get that yeah. Yeah. Next, uh, next episode. Has somebody betrayed somebody now. three times? Was that, uh, was that Ilaria? Oh. oh, I'm going to say that the, uh, the writers of the show, uh, by uh, subjecting us to uh, violence against women, even though we pleaded for them <laughs> not to. <laughs> That's the thrice, thrice times betrayed. Yeah. Oh, my loser, you guys see? Yeah, resurrection. My loser is... Uh, all you dummies who say that Jon Snow is coming back to life, because you seem like you're in denial, and you're <laughs> going to be so sad. You sound like, because it's 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 this like weird thing where, and I include myself amongst it. Sorry, I said you dummies. I'm including myself in you dummies because I think he's coming back. But it seems like this weird thing where all those people were turning those videos on people in the red wedding and going like, look at you all reacting like that. Look at you all reacting like that. No, he's dead. He's dead. There's death, but. Now that Jon Snow's died, we're all like, nah, he's not, he's not really <laughs> dead. Nah, 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 fam, nah, he's not going down like that. Not our Jon. For me, the loser, I'm going to say, is uh, the entirety of the Night's Watch. Um, all 100 or so so men, uh, beginning in, uh, beginning with Alistair Thorne and ending with Ali. Um, I think they are the losers. I think they made a, made a big mistake. Uh, I think they're idiots because of where the other people that, you know, the wildlife, like, there's so much worse right now that this is, this is really, really dumb. Um, and my winner is, uh, Mace Tyrell, um, (laughs) because now he is on vacation without a chaperone, uh, just cruising around (laughs) Bravos. Who may or may not be? We'll we'll do uh, season winners and losers next week, and then we're going to do uh, SRM awards uh, two weeks after that, um, where we'll give um, 
what are they called? Superlatives and things like that. Um, to characters or to us? To characters. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and to ourselves. Um, but Mace Tyrell might, might have won the season. <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then he goes, and he goes, second verse. <laughs> Save us the first. <laughs> Again, we'll be back next week. So this is not the end of the season for us. Just the beginning of the off season, which is still the on season. And that's enough. Uh, thanks, everybody, and uh, thanks for listening to you guys. Bye. She was working in a bridal shop in Flushing, Queens, till her boyfriend kicked her out in one of those crushing scenes. What was she to do? Where was she to go? She was out on her family. So over the bridge from Flushing to the Sheffield's door, she was there to sell makeup, but the father saw more. She had style, she had fun. She was there. That's how she became the nanny. That the girl we described was just exactly what the doctor prescribed. Now the father finds her beguiling. One child, CC, and the kids are actually smiling. Such one of each.